We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Monday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, you can follow Chris at Crispy272002. You can follow me at Jakeski52. If you have a quick second uh, and happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast here. Uh, Chris, we normally start out by talking a little bit of uh, of NFL QBs. That's the whole point of today's podcast, NFL quarterbacks for week five with week four now in the books. But let's start with a little bit of college quarterback discussion here. I'd imagine our own Alex Hornenbrook from Wisconsin. He couldn't quite get it done in the big house. Probably no longer in Heisman contention here. But who does that leave for the front runner in this year's Heisman Trophy race? Yeah, I mean, I did start a little grassroots campaign in the office for Hornerbrook. I just kind of <laughs> owned it after. It's it's a different story for a different time. But, um, yeah, so I guess if I'm going at this point, you got to look at Deshaun Watson from Clemson as the mm-hmm. top candidate. They're still undefeated team, took down Lamar Jackson in Louisville. I wouldn't say Lamar Jackson's out of the discussion. There's still plenty of season left. 
But uh, at this point, you got to think that uh, Deshaun Watson, who was the one of the favorites coming into the year, mm-hmm. is still probably the favorite quarterback to win that exactly. the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, numbers to date might dictate Lamar Jackson, but then the two of them we saw him face head to head, and Lamar Jackson, you know. Played all right, but you know made some mistakes as well. Of course, Deshaun Watson leading his team to victory. So if you stack numbers up next to each other, Jackson's might look a little flashier. But I mean, in terms of the quality of those numbers, I'll give it to Watson. Watson, I mean, after a few big weeks, Jackson, of course, those numbers gave him the front running. But now it's going to Watson here. Who knows? Next year we might be talking about Deshaun Watson on the Quarterback DFS podcast. And just a quick refresher on that inside joke: if you instant message Chris Benzine in the RotoWire office, you are actually sending a message to Hornerbrook for Heisman. Uh, so still hoping the Badgers can get it together with a big win over Ohio State at home two weeks from now. But let's jump in to the Monday-Thursday slate here, Chris. Shift our focus over to the National Football League. And uh, there's, a, there's a slate featuring the Monday night game tonight between the Vikings and the Giants. Also includes the Thursday night game between the Cardinals and the 49ers here. And there's a lot in play here, especially with the Cardinals in terms of their injury report here. But let's kind of break down this slate position by position, try to fill, fit out a lineup. Again, you can use a pretty high-quality lineup. You don't have to make too many sacrifices here. So starting at the quarterback position, first off, Carson Palmer, he's $8,000. He's the top-priced quarterback. However, he is in the concussion protocol. And if you're locking in your lineup here before Monday night's game, you're not going to know if he's going to be ready to go Thursday. My guess would be he won't be ready for Thursday, personally. I think it'll be Drew Stanton at the helm. But I just want to you know, make people aware that that's going to be an option, whether you choose to go that route or not. Carson Palmer, one option. Eli Manning, 7,500. Sam Bradford, 7,100. Blaine Gabbard, 6,400. And as I mentioned, Drew Stanton, 5,000. Who are you leaning for in the quarterback on the Monday slate? I have to lean towards the Monday night game for sure because yep. – I don't think you can take Blaine Gabbert against the Cardinals defense. And with Carson Palmer, the lineup's locking. You don't know his status. Mm -hmm. You're taking a risk regardless of taking Palmer or Stanton. And even if Stanton's starting, you take your chance on that. I don't believe I would... I would put money on Stanton, even though he he is only five thousand on the slate. Mm-hmm. Even if he's starting, I don't well, think it's enough to. The thing with the Monday Thursday slate is you don't need to make a sacrifice that bad. If you were playing a full like a full fifteen game slate or or even a thirteen yeah. game slate, then you could make that sacrifice and be able to use top tier players. Yep. Otherwise, yep. if you make that sacrifice, you could use the most expensive players the rest of the way out, and you still will have remaining salary left. Yep. So the sacrifice there isn't necessarily needed. So yep. you have to pick one of the. So essentially, that leaves this down to Eli Manning or Sam Bradford tonight then, right? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like, I mean, I like that Minnesota defense, but the the Giants probably have a few more weapons. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could see Eli having a better game, but I but at home in the Dome, I mean, I, I feel like Bradford could have a pretty good game too. The Giants defense has been better this year mm-hmm. compared to much better than last year. Yeah. And, uh, but, but. I I feel like I'd still go with Eli. I think in this game, just because of the, some of the weapons he has, but that Minnesota defense does scare me. Yeah. So I I either I don't like like there's none of these quarterbacks that stand out as mm-hmm. like a must play yeah, kind of guy. You're just picking somebody. You're yeah. kind of picking somebody in this, and it's got to be one of those two Monday night quarterbacks if if I'm picking. Mm-hmm. 
any of them on the slate? Yeah, it's a very difficult decision. The over-under on this game, only 42.5. Minnesota are 4.5-point favorites. So Logic might say take the home quarterback in Bradford. But I think I, I just, I, I'm with you, Chris. I like Eli better because I'm taking the more explosive option. You know, we might be able to get some touchdowns over the top to Odell Beckham. He's still got Shepard and Victor Cruz in the mix here. And they're going to have to throw a lot because their running game's in a tough spot. Rashad Jennings will not be playing tonight with a thumb injury. So the, you're looking at the Orleans Darquas, maybe Paul Perkins if he gets activated here. So it's going to be pass-heavy for the Giants. So I like Eli, but I can't knock a risk-averse owner for wanting to go with Sam Bradford in that game. What about the running back spot, though, Chris? We, we mentioned that, uh, I mean, everybody can you don't necessarily need to make sacrifices here. And the top running back, David Johnson, he's 8,700. He's the most highest priced out of uh, anyone. Actually, he's tied with Odell Beckham on the slate for the highest priced out of anyone. You pretty much have to use David Johnson, right? I feel like you have to almost had, there's not really an, any other options like to go with. You mm-hmm. need to take two running backs and you look at the top two on the board, David Johnson, Carlos Hyde, it's probably a, pretty clear split between those two in terms of workload versus exactly the, the only other one i think you might be able to consider like a jarek mckinnon if you really want to be sneaky mm-hmm. you in like a tournament play orleans darqua as i believe you exactly maybe bringing up yourself uh mm-hmm. he's a guy that probably see the the bulk of the workload but you also mentioned the fact that the giants probably will lean more heavily on the pass in this mm-hmm. game given the running back situation they have in in new york at right now yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think the the chalk is going to be David Johnson and Carlos Hyde in this because you can in most situations. Carlos Hyde's only sixty eight hundred, so he gives you a chance to uh, do some things. And then you look at the next two running backs: Shane Vereen six thousand, Rashad Jennings fifty nine hundred. Throw those out; they're not even going to be available on the slate. If you do use Orleans Darqua at forty five hundred, I mean it's a very tough matchup. This Vikings defense is stingy. Uh, it's a very tough matchup. But if you use Orleans Darqua, then you don't even have to think about the rest of your lineup. You can just use the highest price guys the rest of the way through. So that's the only real benefit fit to Orleans Darkwa. However, what I'm doing is I'm making sacrifices with my third wideout, and I'm going to go ahead and use David Johnson and Carlos Hyde. You just have to use David Johnson, because if Carson Palmer doesn't play, the entire offense is going to be centered around him, and he's going to have 20 carries, a bunch of looks, especially in the check down from Stanton, and uh, I mean... it just gives you such a high floor even without any other factors into consideration here so david johnson across the board the second it gets sneaky but i do like carlos hyde even against the tough cardinals d yeah and i I did look at uh i wanted to take a quick peek at what stanton did when he did enter the game later in there Mm -hmm. and you saw a lot of short passes check downs and that's something i would expect to to see a fair amount of with him Mm -hmm. at the helm and quarterback so as we go into this, uh, the David Johnson's obviously one of them. If when we move on to wide receivers, some of the deep threat, like a, a John Brown deep threat speed guy, may not have as much value this week. Exactly. Whereas you have a guy like Fitzgerald, who's now going mm-hmm. out of the slot, running shorter routes across the middle. He, he might be a guy that gets targeted a fair amount more mm-hmm. with Stanton under center than than maybe as not that he wasn't getting targeted with Palmer, but uh, just the way that Stanton's going to play the position, I could see. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I absolutely see you here, Chris. Let's talk about receivers, though. Odell Beckham, eighty-seven hundred. I think if you start Eli Manning, you got to use Odell Beckham, and then I do like Larry Fitzgerald at seventy-five hundred, just because he's a veteran receiver that can adapt. And if they want, I mean, the Cardinals here—they're off to a really rough start here, and they're going to have to turn to their veteran to will them through games. I think at some point, so Stanton 
at least has some I mean he has experience with Floyd and Brown too they, those guys have been around for a few years but out of all the receiving options there you have to imagine he trusts Larry Fitzgerald the most so Larry Fitzgerald is 7,500 I think he's a pretty good play Stefan Diggs also I mean if you're going to use Sam Bradford instead of Eli Manning then I think you have to almost pair him up with Diggs at 7,100 he's also a pretty decent matchup there uh, I mean but you you pretty much you're going to be able to use two of these three options and I think Beckham just delivers the most possible upside for you in any situation and Fitzgerald's a good one I mentioned for my third receiver i'm going to probably go down the list a little bit and get somebody to so i don't have to make sacrifices everywhere how are you attacking the receiver slate though i i could see a case to not using beckham just because of the high ownership especially in gpps Mm -hmm. and i I just see him getting a heavy dose of xavier rhodes who is their by far their best cornerback and obviously beckham is probably the most talented wide receiver almost undoubtedly uh, on the slate but he is he is have a very tough matchup in this game, and I could see going down to maybe a Sterling Shepard and pairing him with Eli, mm-hmm. and then you'd be able to get maybe the three three uh, higher priced receivers if you're if you're saving a little money and not going Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see not going with Beckham on this slate, even if you go with Eli. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's definitely a case to be made for both, and I, I see I would expect the majority of people that are taking Eli to go with Odell because of the fact that he's, you know, he's by far his top target yeah. in that offense. Yeah, agreed. I just think if you, if you fade Odell Beckham, I think you're going to have a bad time. I, I don't know. I think he wants to silence some of those critics after last week. I like the intangible factors. And, I mean, yeah, he he goes against the top cover corner. There's no doubt about that. But he also is. He's supposed to be a top three yep. receiver in the National Football League. So I can definitely see both sides of the story here. Anybody else worth noting on this slate here? Uh, I mean, Sterling Shepard, 6,900. Michael Floyd, 6,500. He caught a touchdown last week. John Brown had a big week, but he's going to be a little bit risky with Stanton under the helm. Then you go to Victor Cruz, 5,700. Torrey Smith, he's just 5,600 against Arizona. Jeremy Curley, 5,200 against Arizona. Any of those cheaper options, if you do pay up everywhere else across the board, any of those cheaper options stand out here, or are you pretty much keeping it at Cruz and above? I could see, I could, I mean, I could see maybe going down to Jeremy, Jeremy Curley. He's, he was targeted nine times last week. Mm-hmm. And had six catches for 88 yards and a touchdown, but I, I still don't really like that as mm-hmm. much. But I mean, if you can afford the the guys, Victor Cruz and up, I, I would say go with them. Yeah, that's absolutely. the best best route for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I guess if you're really looking for you know that tournament play, something that could keep you out, stand you out from other people. Not many people are going to go with a Jeremy Curley or some of those San Francisco guys against Arizona, yeah. and they haven't been completely unbeatable this year obviously arizona still has a very good defense but exactly it's you know it's those little things that every once in a while will separate you in tournament yeah. and i could see some slight gpp appeal to someone like tory smith just because he's generally regarded as the deep ball candidate but he's had a rough going so far just 0.8 points last week in, in week four against the cowboys five points 13 points and 2.3 points so uh i mean yeah maybe some gpp appeal in case they can, they can find him downfield i'm just not really banking on it here uh what about tight end i look at this whole tight end group chris and there's only one option that you can even really think about using, and that's Kyle Rudolph at 5,600. Am I right there? Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I don't like any of the other options mm-hmm. at the tight end position this week. I mean, you have Donnell and Will Ty who split time. Yeah, 5,100, 4,700 yes. respectively. Yeah, and, and with Rudolph only at 5,600 versus Donnell at 5,100, there's yeah. not really many options. That's mm-hmm. that's the one of the drawbacks of playing – 
uh, two games slate is you, you don't have as many options in some positions you may only have really one option to go with yeah absolutely I, yeah Rudolph won at 5600 I think he's got to be your guy uh, I mean even Vance McDonald he was inactive Sunday with a hip injury we don't know what his health is going to be like so you can't really bank on that you know I don't want to bank on the Giants tight end splitting maybe go all the way down to Garrett Selleck at 4500 if you insist on doing something super contrarian but um but I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really worry about that. I'd just use Rudolph across the board to be safe here. What about the defenses here? Uh, I mean, Cardinals are the top price D at 5,300. Then you go to the Vikings, 4,700. Giants, 4,400. And 49ers, 4,200. I think I'm taking a defense from that Thursday night game and, uh, and, and taking advantage of the short week. How about you, Chris? That, I could definitely see that a possibility. Over the weekend, I did do a Thursday through Monday slate, and I do have the Vikings in that because I could go up to 4,700 for them. Mm -hmm. And I could see a case for the Vikings, but again, if you're liking Eli Manning, I like the quarterbacks in this this Monday game, Mm -hmm. and you don't really like the quarterback situation in that Arizona 49ers game. So if I had to choose between these two, I think I would definitely stick with with either the Cardinals or 49ers. Getting a cheap defense in the 49ers, especially if Stanton's there, it it could be a, a sneaky play at home. They've have they have had a good couple mm-hmm. games to start the season. Just out, just um, the first game of the year, two two years in a row. They've had a good start to the season. Exactly. This year it was uh, this year it was L A. The Rams. They had although L A. is nothing special. So, I mean, hey, they're off to a pretty but, good start. They yeah, picked they up another W. They yeah. are three. And they one, picked so. up another W. Can't knock them too much there here. But I mean, long story short, we're going uh, Cardinals defense against Blaine Gabbard or Niners defense against Drew Stanton. I think those are your two options here. Yep. If you're doing that Thursday slate, we'll kind of skip over kickers because I mean, you can just throw a dart at the kicker list. Don't throw darts at your computer screen, especially if they're metal tip. Bad news bears there here. But let's move on to week five, Chris, uh, and talk about QBs. We'll kind of break it down by tier uh, and then kind of offer up maybe some picks for quarterback, GPP picks towards the end of the show here. But uh, the two top quarterbacks week five, Cam Newton's 9,300 at home against Tampa Bay. Watch out. He's in the concussion protocol. Derek Anderson had to take over for him Sunday. His uh, week five status is uncertain as of this record time. And then, of course, we've got Aaron Rodgers, 9,100 against the Giants here. I mean, those are some pricey options, Chris. Are you paying up for either of them, or are we going to pass over this top tier entirely? I would probably pass over the top tier just because, as I mentioned before, I think the Giants have had a, an improved defense so far this year. And while I do like what I saw from Rodgers last week, it, you're paying 9,100 for him, and I'd like some of the options that are maybe a little cheaper on the <laughs> slate. And with Cam Newton, they're the Monday night game, and unless you know his status for certain, I don't think you can even consider him as an option, and mm-hmm. except in maybe like a tournament play if you want to be a contrarian that, oh, he's going to, if he potentially plays, mm-hmm. you could benefit from it. Because he, he does get a good matchup against the Tampa Bay defense yes. that's given up a lot of points in almost all their matchups, both through the air. They're a little bit better on the ground than they, on, or they are through the air. But, again, Cam Newton probably a little bit risky. want to take yep. a wait-and-see approach, especially if we see some Derek Anderson in that one. Yes. All right, so the second tier here, it's led by the return of Tom Brady, uh, Boston's golden boy here, 8,700 at Cleveland. He'll be back from a suspension here. We've got Big Ben at 8,600 against the Jets. Andrew Luck at 8,600 against the Bears. Philip Rivers, 8,300 against the Raiders. And Matt Stafford, 8,200 against the Eagles. Derek Carr, 8,100 against the Chargers here. Anybody stand out uh, in this tier for you? There are a couple names that stand out, but I am going to mention, I feel like Brady might be a great play this week. I, I just, you got the Patriots coming off of a, an embarrassing loss at home to the, the Bills. Brady coming back, probably looking for some revenge on the league. And unfortunately, 
the Browns aren't necessarily the the toughest opponent to do that against. And I could see the Patriots just letting it fly in this game and and completely even after even if they do take a sizable lead, I don't see necessarily them shutting it down. So I they they have done that. They've done the same thing in the past where they've just continued to rack up points and given uh Brady's just having missed four games. I could see him mm-hmm. coming out with a vengeance and having a big week yep. against the Browns. Yeah, he probably just wants to give a big middle finger to Goodell in the National Football League and all his haters here, and I don't blame him after uh, the way he's kind of been treated there. I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan by any means, but I, I think this is... We talk about revenge games a lot of times, like when we do our baseball pods a while back, we would talk, oh, he's facing his old team. This is like a triple revenge, revenge game because it's Brady against the world after his suspension, and he gets the Browns. Now, the Browns, they recently they got Joe Hayden back for this past week, so their secondary is bolstered a little bit. But I think it's finally this is finally the week we see Edelman get let loose. We see Gronk get let loose completely. We see Amendola contribute a little bit. Garrett Blount will still get his. I think this offense is going to Martellus Bennett yeah. has been a consistent. Yeah, Martellus Bennett's been so, solid. I think he, his production. Right. I think we might start to see the swing back where Gronk mm-hmm. is a little bit more productive than Bennett this week. So yeah, I absolutely agree. I think Brady's a good play. However, I still think I'm going to save a little bit of money on this tier. I'm going to go down to Derek Carr, and here's why. The highest over-under on the entire slate so far is 50, and that's a San Diego at Oakland game. And that, uh, So I'm taking the quarterback, the home quarterback, in the highest over-under game. He's just 8,100. I mean, he's cheaper than all those other guys. I think you can uh, absolutely get some. I mean, you, you, you're suffering to the recency bias if you try to do a car crab tree pairing but at the same time i think Carr is probably the chalk play a quarterback this week just because he gets a a chargers defense that can give up a, a decent amount of points their secondary is pretty decimated they're dealing with a lot of injuries in that secondary and i mean drew Brees did pretty well against them on the road i think i mean you got brandon flowers banged up i'm talking about secondary injuries it looks like casey hayward former packer might start there jason verrett on the other side i just i i like Carr a lot this week and i think he's going to be the foundation of most of my lineups yeah i i didn't mean to uh, discount. I did mention I did like a few few quarterbacks oh, yeah, in this of course. in this tier. So mm-hmm. I am in agreement with with. I just wanted to mention Brady at the top, but I do also like both Philip Rivers at eighty three hundred and Derek Carr on this slate as well. Both of those quarterbacks I could see going off for a fair amount of points. And you, you, as you mentioned, Oakland's probably. You mentioned the other side of the ball that uh, Carr has been doing, lighting it up recently, and, and San Diego's defense isn't great, but neither is Oakland. So I could see a case for yep. Philip Rivers in this game. He hasn't really shown too many signs of the loss of bodies so far. He's could been, easily be another week where 60 to 65 points are scored. We had almost 70 scored in week four. Yeah, I mean, these these de- these defenses are pretty atrocious, and mm-hmm. both quarterbacks have been competent. Um, the only issue with, like, uh, not with Derek Carr necessarily, but as you mentioned, Crabtree may, may be suffering from the recency bias. But, yeah, I mean, Cooper has yet to reach the end zone this year, and he's really been the target for him. So I, I still, staying with the quarterbacks, which is what we're focusing on, I, I do see both of those two as top options as well. Exactly. Um, it's just a question of who will score the most points and which will bring the most value, I guess, out of the dollar. Mm-hmm. And I could still see... I, f- I feel as though I'd be more a little more trusting to Philip Rivers than yep. Derek Carr at at only a two hundred dollar price difference myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Even though he has fewer targets, I would say mm-hmm. in t- in terms of the 
maybe the talent level yeah. that's left at, at the mm-hmm. receiving core. Yeah, but. I just I feel like the, I feel like it's uh it, it's so close up. So I'm going to take the option, the home option with the extra weapons here, and even the other quarterbacks in this. I, I'm I don't really want to buy high on Big Ben at 8600. I but I could also make uh, you, you know you can make a case for Andrew Luck against the Bears at 8600. The Colts pretty much need to get on the right track, and and their defense has been just as bad even with Fonte Davis coming back. So I think I'm fishing not not fishing is maybe the wrong word, but I'm going to the second tier of quarterbacks in the 81 to 8700 dollar range for just about most of my lineups on FanDuel this week. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week, so there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players. Or settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try 50-50 where the top half wins cash. Or play in a larger tournament for even more excitement. You can play for as low as $1, so there are choices for every budget. I have all the fantasy that football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. All right, Chris, let's move on to this third tier here. We already talked about Carson Palmer at 7900 at San Francisco. Price is a little bit different from the Monday-Thursday slate, so take note there. I think we can agree to fade Carson Palmer entirely here because... I mean, we just don't know if he's going to be ready. And it's also the Thursday night slate. Chances are most of us aren't going to be playing in that early of a slate. But here, let's talk about the rest of the tier. We've got Andy Dalton, 7,800 at Dallas. Uh, The league MVP thus far, Matty Ice, 7,700, goes to Denver for a tough matchup. Eli Mannion is 7,700 at Green Bay. Trevor Simeon, 7,600, home against Atlanta. Watch it, though. He was carted off the field Sunday, so maybe it's Paxton Lynch time. You're going to want to check in on that this week. Joe Flacco, 7,600 versus Washington. And Tyrod Taylor, 7,600 at Los Angeles. Any option from this slate jump out at you in particular? I could see a case for Eli Manning again against the Packers, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. my home team. But uh, the Packers' defense without Sam Shields thus far, and you have to wonder whether or not he's available if he's available maybe a little different story but still uh, a couple weeks ago in their last game against the the lions they just were lit up by matthew stafford in that mm-hmm. contest and he and uh, eli manning has weapons that are arguably better than what than what um that matthew stafford has in, in exactly. detroit mm-hmm. so if you if you take that into account, Eli Manning could be a really good option in this game. Uh, they give up, I believe, like thirty some points to the two. Uh, struggling. A bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, well, the, the the point is the Packers are giving up a lot of points yeah, here. They give up twenty seven and a half points to Stafford, three hundred eighty five yards and three touchdowns to mm-hmm. Stafford in that game, mm-hmm. and. This defense has has really been in shambles a little bit recently. Yes, and it could be the case again against an Eli Manning who has some some similar weapons to what yeah. Stafford. Had. The Packers are excellent against the run. Let's get that straight. Uh, Record-setting defense through three weeks against the pass. Things might struggle a little bit because, like you said, Sam Shields dealing with that injury. He would get replaced by the likes of Ladarius Gunter if he's not ready to go. Maybe Quentin Rollins as well. Morgan Burnett also dealing with a groin injury. More than likely, he'll be back after the bye. Uh, and it's not that he would that going to Micah Hyde's a huge downgrade there, but it would be a downgrade in, in nickel packages when you're throwing out the likes of Chris Banjo or something like that, or Gunter in those nickel packages. So, I mean. I think that there will be a lot of points scored in this game over under at 49 right now. I think that's only on the climb. So I do agree with you that Eli Manning wouldn't be a bad start here. Again, fading Trevor Simeon, fading Carson Palmer. 
Matt Ryan in Denver. I just don't. I know he's been a stud so far. I just don't like this matchup. Other than, I mean, maybe Jill Flacco, but I, I just, I'm gonna pass over the second tier if I'm not paying up for the second tier of quarterbacks. I'm gonna skip over the third tier and probably go to some uh, tournament or GPP plays. Chris, do you got any of those that you like? Yeah, my tournament play of the week has to be Carson Wentz. I'm I'm a bit of a believer in him so far. He's he hasn't proven anything. He hasn't done anything to prove differently thus far through three weeks, and he's coming off a game against Pittsburgh's defense where he put up 21.04 points, over 300 yards against a defense that has played pretty well for the most part this season, and he threw for two touchdowns in that game. Going into uh, Detroit against a defense that has a quarterback rating against them of, of 120.2 on the season. Ooh, that's a good stat. So that's that's the highest in the league by far. Next, Well, not I guess not by far, but there's one other team, the Jets, at 116.5. Other than that, everyone's below 110. And you, So Detroit's defense has been poor against, Pat, uh, against quarterbacks this season, and Wentz hasn't really – doesn't turn the ball over much – the Lions have given up 12 touchdowns versus just one interception this season so far. I don't think Wentz has turned the ball over at all. I don't believe he has. I mean, has both him and Dak, Dak Prescott are both still without an interception this year, which yeah. is just crazy. And he's only he's thrown for only like a max of two touchdown passes, but at that price, and mm-hmm. and I could see this game being more, a little more of a show because Detroit – it, it Detroit's at issue. home, and they're going to be able to yes. score points. They might be able to another. score points. The, the Eagles' defense has been decent this year, but – Stafford's still usually able to move the ball enough to score some points, and the passing of Detroit could lead to more possessions, and I, I see Wentz being a guy that could return a lot of value. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just a quick punt play I could see an argument for if you are really looking to buy high on some other positions is Brian Hoyer this week for the Bears, assuming – uh, Jay Cutler does not play this week. I'm mm-hmm. not exactly certain I mean, of the status of him as of yeah. Monday. Yeah, he's, he's but Hoyer's just 6,000, and yes. that's an excellent punt play, Chris. Yeah, so Hoyer is sitting at just 6,000 this week, and he's going against an Indianapolis defense that's probably one of the worst in the league as well mm-hmm. that has given up a ton of yardage on a, a weekly basis this season. And Hoyer's coming off a week himself against – Either that Detroit defense that he's thrown, he threw for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, I believe, mm-hmm. in that contest. So Hoyer, and I believe he, he hit Eddie Royal and Zach Miller. Yeah. Still no Elshon Jeffrey, but think what happens if they get that sync going. Yeah, Hoyer to and, Jeffrey. I mean, he completed 28 of 36 passes in the game, four 300 yards and two touchdowns in that game. And so he, two weeks in a row, he's put up close to 20 points, and he's going against another bad defense, and you're getting him at six thousand as i mentioned so i could definitely see that being an option of a punt play if you're looking to really pay up at other positions this week yeah absolutely i could see that for you here i just want to offer up a couple of my own gpp plays as well i very much like wentz for the record i think that's going to be one i'm going to make at least one lineup with wentz just to make sure that gets covered I also like Jameis Winston. You can buy low on him a little bit. He's only 7,400, and he's at Carolina. I mean, Carolina gave up the 500-yard passing game to Matty Ice this week. And Jameis Winston, he maybe he's not having quite the season as Matty Ice, but he can do a little bit more with his legs and is a little bit more dynamic. Uh, so I, I could see a, a Winston-Evans stack. I don't, I don't think it'll be the same effect as the Ryan Jones stack, but I think you can at least mirror that a little bit at a reasonable price. And also... 
for my punt play. Why not Paxton Lynch if he goes? I mean, that game, uh, he goes against the Falcons, who have given up a decent amount of points. Usually it's in, a lot of it's been in garbage time because they've scored so many points on their own. But Paxton Lynch is another somewhat dual-threat quarterback. He's got some weapons if they decide to, and he's only 6,800. But I do see where you're coming from with Hoyer. You can save 800 bucks, and if you're going to punt, just go all out and, and, and devote to the punt and go with Hoyer because that's a, that's an excellent pick uh, for, for those GPPs. I wouldn't I'm, Personally, I probably won't do it in more than a dollar lineup because it is Brian Hoyer after all, but the matchup is, is good enough that I think that he could have some success against, even on the road, but it is in Dome, so no weather will be a factor here. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. If you're already a FanDuel user and you still want to check out the website, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash P-O-D for a free 10-day trial. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Letarski. The RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast will return Tuesday with John McCackney and I. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.